Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Jill and I had a nice Thanksgiving. We got to play some pickleball and visit a family and all the things you do during Thanksgiving. So hopefully you're able to enjoy some uh, some good uh, food and company as well as perhaps some pickleball. This week's podcast, I want to do a couple of things. First, I'm going to share with you the story of one of our students inside the system, Mark. Uh, it's a really interesting story about you know how he got involved with pickleball and how it has affected his life. I think it's a story that uh, that will uh, resonate with many of you. Uh, if you uh, have a story that you'd like to share with other folks uh, in the podcast, please send it to us. You can send it to us at uh, coaching at wearepickleball.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, but if you have a story that you think will resonate with other uh, persons out there, uh, pickleball players or not, in terms of your pickleball journey and and how it's impacted your life. Uh, I think it's really helpful to hear not just from us, the coaches, right? Not just from us, the pros, but from other players in terms of how pickleball has uh, impacted uh, your life and, and what, what, uh, what it's meant to you. And during the riff, I'm going to talk to you about the video making process. And I'm not talking about how to edit videos and things like that. What I'm going to share with you is how we identify areas to cover when we're making our videos each week. And I'm going to talk about the video that's coming out um, this week, Head Into Pickle, probably already published by the time you hear this podcast, but the video that we're putting out this week, which is a pro match at the top level of play, but how we can learn even from the pros in terms of the things that they're doing that affect their play and we can use to affect our play. So with that said, let's jump in and get some pickleball therapy. Do you want 2023 to be your best pickleball year yet, but you're not sure how to go about it? Then join us for our Pickleball System class starting in January 2023. The Pickleball System is not a DVD box set. It is a class that is overseen by CJ Johnson and myself, Tony Roy, to help you accomplish your pickleball objectives. To make sure you're notified when registration for our next class opens, join our email list. You'll get our weekly emails full of great knowledge and be in the know. Hope to see you in class. As I mentioned, the first thing we're going to do today is I'm going to share with you a story shared with us by Mark. He's a student of ours inside the pickleball system uh, to share with you how pickleball has impacted his life and, and his uh, story. I think it's going to be really impactful. As I mentioned earlier, if you have a story you'd like to share, please share it. Please let us know and uh, or share it with us and let us know we can share it on the podcast. And we're going to try and do more of these types of, uh, of stories, share more of these types of stories during the podcast, because, again, I think it's super valuable for your players to hear from other players and their personal um, involvement with pickleball. All right, so here we go from Mark. I am 71 years old. I have been a clinical social worker for more than 35 years. My focus is treating individuals with trauma and therapy for couples, marriage, marriages, and families. I continue to do this three days a week. I began playing pickleball in November 2021. I had not been involved in organized sports in about 40 years. That's like many of us, right? Not you know taking a break from sports for a long time. That's my interjection there. Yet, my wife and I have walked at least a mile daily, depending on the weather and our health, for over 42 years. If you listen to our shorts and our, our other shorts that we put on YouTube and other places, walking, folks, every day if you can. All right, back to Mark. I began playing because at that time, I was tentatively diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. I do not show any visible signs of the disease that others might see, just my throat closing up if I don't work at keeping those muscles loose. 
In addition to being rewarding emotionally and physically, pickleball provides the opportunity to work on my balance, coordination, and focus. I also have an ADHD brain, which offers many focus challenges, but I have benefited in this area as well, as I seem to be able to concentrate increasingly well since playing. I play pickleball in place of the big and loud program that most big, most Parkinson's patients use to manage their symptoms. Significantly, in September of this year, my neurologist noted that in spite of having trained a trained eye to find symptoms, he would have to use a microscope to determine any at that appointment. He noted, you're doing better now than when I first saw you a year ago. Maybe pick, playing pickleball has helped. As I am sure you can see, drills like the footwork exercises are the ideal activity for me to continue improving my balance. The footwork drills he's talking about there are drills that are inside the pickleball system. As for my game, learning how to play was a challenge. One, I only played once a week. Two, those I was learning from, through gracious, though gracious of my struggle, were teaching the wrong concepts as is typical in a community setting. For example, they were from a tennis background and to this day, some still call the transition zone no man's land. The concept of the MVZ continues to be a source of, quote, interesting discussion, close quote. Over the last six months, I've grown in my skill level and I'm able to play more effectively. In particular, I missed two or three serves over a five-game session. To quote a woman playing partner at another community site, Mark, you can stop saying you're a beginner after that last game. Yet I felt the need to have a structured program that taught me the fundamentals. I'm not really sure how long I will be able to play. Could be the next five years, give or take. I am working on making that much longer. Also, my brain needs a path leading me somewhere that shows results. I was not getting the proper instruction, and when I viewed your mini-series, I knew joining your program was a good way to go. Again, the program he's talking about there is the pickleball system. You both teach in a way that is direct and clear. You use the latest in what adult learners need to have real change. Plus, as important, you both emphasize learning for results appropriate for each individual and not, quote, to win, close quote. This hooked my social worker brain. Glad Mark was hooked by the not winning because that is such a powerful concept. If you can uh, fully embrace it, it's an amazing way of looking at the game. All right, here's how he closes. So, after a bunch of words, I am finding what I am learning so far very helpful and motivating. I actually am beginning to know what and why I'm doing on the court. I'm not discouraged because I had an off night and did not win. I'm winning at my game as outlined above, and that is hugely rewarding. Mark. So hopefully those words, that story resonates with you, right? Whether it's the the detail about, you know, improved uh, health, right? Body and mind from playing pickleball, but also the this feeling of uh, how the game changes for you when you start seeing the game differently, when you start knowing, as he said, the what and the why of what he's doing out on the pickleball court. Uh, you know, these kind of podcasts that we do, that CJ and I do, the YouTube videos that we do, the pickleball system that we've developed, uh, the academy that we have, all of those things are all designed for with this idea in mind, right? Is to help players like Mark and like you, you know, see the game, know more about the game than you know now. Uh, we talk about being in the knowledge transfer business, if you will, right? Our job is to transfer knowledge. We have the knowledge, right? And what we want to do is is communicate that or transfer that, I should say, to you. Communicating is part of it, but it's more than that. We want to transfer it. We want you to have the same knowledge in your mind that we have in our mind. Uh, and that is what keeps us going and keeps us, um, you know, keeps us after going after all these years of, of doing videos and things like that. Keeps us uh, coming back to the computer and preparing videos. Speaking of which, I'm working on a video today that'll be published later today. Uh, today is Tuesday. 
and I thought it'd be a good time to uh, share with you some uh, thoughts about not about the video making process, like the, the technical aspects of it, but more like how it helps us see the game when we're watching Pickleball, how we see it. So hopefully help you see the game the same way. If you want to listen to some of that, stay tuned for the riff. It used to be that each week brought a new Pickleball video. Nowadays, each week brings a new Pickleball video content creator. It may be hard sometimes to know who you should trust when you turn on YouTube. Well, you know, you can always trust me and CJ Johnson. Our channels Into Pickle and Better Pickleball bring you the best information to help you become the best pickleball player you can be. Check them out on YouTube. All right, so let me tell you how I came across the idea of the video for this week on the Into Pickle channel. And if you're not subscribed yet to the Into Pickle channel on YouTube, highly recommend you go over there and check that out. Also, check out the Better Pickleball channel on YouTube. Uh, they each have different sort of content, but uh, between the two of them, they have offer a pretty well-rounded uh, series of content that will help you uh, if you want to uh, learn more about the game. If you're inside the system, I, I'm going to warn you as we warn you inside the system, Try and avoid the YouTube videos, except for the ones that are like the one this week is fine to watch on YouTube Pickle because it's it's more like seeing the game. It's like a it's like a side study, if you will, uh, as opposed to like a video that's trying to show you a new technique or a new thing that you need to do that's outside of the system. If you're inside the system, stick with the program. Uh, try and watch videos that that only to the extent that they are helping you broaden your view of the game generally, as opposed to a specific thing you're working on. All right. So what happened was I was watching. I'm, I'm fascinated by the uh, ben and Colin Johns versus um, Matt Wright and Riley Newman rivalry that they have going on. They seem to make it to the finals of most PPA tournaments as the one and two seeds most tournaments. Uh, they make it to the end and they play these epic matches. And what you can see is if you watch it on the the long curve, if you will, of the matches, um, it's interesting to see what happens between matches. You know, like when if Matt and Riley win a match, you'll see Ben and Colin come back with an with a adjusted strategy for their next match. Uh, oftentimes, that's successful, and then you'll see Matt and Riley come back with a uh, a counter strategy to that strategy, and then they succeed, and so on and so forth. So the Takeya PPA showcase uh, from about two weeks ago featured those two teams playing against each other, uh, Ben and Colin raced out to a relatively quick win in game one. They won 11-6 in about 15 minutes, which is, you know, relatively standard, if you will, or maybe a little short for a pro match. But 45 minutes later, you fast forward to 45 minutes, and you have Matt and Riley um, elevating the trophy, I guess, you know, holding up the trophy because they had won the next three games. They played three out of five in the finals. And uh, so Matt and Riley ended up winning it. And uh, so I wanted, when and looking at the, at the match, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for trends, right? Um, it's something a little different than what uh, the, the, I guess, the average player or even sometimes the average instructor will do, which is they'll look for specific situations, meaning they'll see like a missed shot and they'll, they'll focus on that. And that's fine. But m more bigger picture is to look for trends. Like if you can find things that you are doing or sometimes your opponents are doing that continue to happen over and over again, That'll show you an area that you could uh, potentially exploit or if it's something that's working for them, an area that you need to try and avoid or get out of. Right. So what I noticed in this match was were three things and I'm going to do three different videos, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you all, what all three are so that you have a, a sense of, uh, of, of, of how, again, the total picture of how we see it. So the, the first thing I noticed was uh, and this is it doesn't take a genius to see this, but the important thing is to see what the effect of it is. 
is Ben has a tendency sometimes to kind of get lost on the court in the sense of what he's doing and, and Colin's role, his brother's role on the court, and he'll end up taking over too much of the court. Uh, now, I have no problem with a player crossing over the center line when it's appropriate to do so. In other words, when it makes sense because it's the best shot for your team. But what you don't want to do is get into the habit of simply crossing over over and over again and basically icing your own partner or not letting your partner do the, your partner's job, right? Play your partner's role on the, in the game. And that's what ended up happening during this game. Ben was overplaying, over, overreaching, if you will, over uh, across the court to hit shots that really were not really, that were not necessary for him to hit. Uh, dinks that, um, that Colin could have handled perfectly well. Ben was taking and just dinking him back the same way Colin could have done. And what ended up happening was, as you'll see in the video, is Ben was now overstretched on his backhand side, on his left side. And Matt and Riley did a fantastic job of attacking that over and over and over again during the match, uh, costing Ben and Colin a lot of points. So that's one one trend that I saw that was a significant factor in, in Matt and Riley winning and Ben and Colin losing that match. The, another trend that I saw was the way that they approach the game. And that'll be the second video I'm going to look at. I'm going to, I'm going to do on the breakdown, which is you have, you had, you have two teams approaching the game differently. You had Ben and Colin playing a pretty passive reactive kind of a game. And you had Riley and Matt playing a, a, a protagonist game, right? They were basically the ones bringing the action. This is not to say that you should go out there and just, you know, uh, attack everything and wail at every ball that comes your way. But it is to say that if if in a game, a lot of times when you look at a game, if you can identify who the protagonist is, that generally speaking is going to be the team that is going to come out on top. Not always, but when you have two teams that are evenly balanced, like these two teams are, they're both, they're all four are excellent players. Usually the team that's that's dictating the tempo, dictating the pace of the game is going to be the 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 team that wins the game. It's similar to other sports. If you look at if you like basketball or or um, football and things like that, where you can inf influence the tempo of a game, if you can affect the tempo of your opponent and play at a pace that is more comfortable for your team, you're likely to win that game. And that's what Matt and Riley were able to do during uh, the during the match. And then the third read I'm going to do is going to be a little more complex in terms of the the ultimate concepts because if you need to understand stacking in order to appreciate what happened but it's a stacking concept and it's a concept where uh where matt and riley actually uh they, all these teams stack right all pro teams know how to stack and they all stack but what happens is, is sometimes teams will do what's called robo stacking and again you'll if you want to know more about stacking i highly recommend if, if you're ready for stacking right don't do this if you're not ready for stacking but if you're ready for stacking we have a really good stacking uh, master class or labbing and i can't remember the, i never remember the anyway but it's either stacking lab or stacking master class inside the uh, inside our academy and you can go there and get that and learn all about stacking it's a tremendously powerful tool if you're ready for it but so the pro teams they stack but they do this robo stacking, which is they stack all the time, which is better than not stacking, but not as good as flexible stacking. You know, stacking when it makes sense and not stacking when it doesn't make sense. And sometimes doing something called a reverse or counter stack. And what Matt and Riley did is they recognized a problem they were having in the first game. They made an adjustment. It significantly changed the game for them. So that'll be the third video. But I just want to give you a sense of like, you know, how you can use uh, match play, right? Watching pro, even pro matches to to see what's going on on the court in terms of movement, to see what's going on on the court in terms of uh, execution. What I would recommend is if you're if you're uh, say you're 
a three zero, three five, a beginner, you know, some some you know, you're not yet a four five or a five zero. What would be a good thing to do is watch some matches online that are three five or four zero, and identify you know getting past four depth of return to serve what's happening, uh, you know how it impacts a rally. Is there a snowball of a certain thing that happened earlier that led to the to the uh, outcome? That kind of study can really help you see the game differently. And as I'm as I mentioned earlier, and as Mark talked about during the beginning of the uh, podcast, if you want to join our pickleball system. You'll have the tools you need to be able to do that. And inside the pickleball system, we have several uh, in-depth game breakdowns that will help you process that information and learn. And we also have some some um, exercises for you to do so that you can learn how to better see the game and learn from it. So uh, you can check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's at the uh, wearepickleball.com. You just sign up for our next wait list. It's class-based, and you, you go in there and uh, join the next class. Uh, which should be starting in a couple of months. Thanks to Mark for sharing his story with us. I hope that uh, that resonated with you. Again, if you have a story you want to share with us, uh, send it to us at coachingatwaypickleball.com. I'll put the email down below. Uh, if you want to join us inside the system, that link will be down below too. Hope you enjoyed the podcast this week and uh, check out the video at Into Pickle. You're going to enjoy it, I think, and see the game breakdowns. Uh, uh, players like those game breakdowns, and I don't blame them. They're a lot of fun. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it wherever you listen to them. And if you enjoyed the podcast, also share it with your friends. Remember, if you liked it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.